Hey, what's going on, you guys? It is Stephanie, and this is the Nosy AF Podcast. I'm very excited that you are here, that you are lending me your ear. <laughs> I rhyme. Did you guys peep that? Anyway, listen, listen, listen. Today's interview is with a dear friend of mine, Mr. Ugly Boy Modeling. Ugly is a rapper... Actually, I don't think he likes to be called a rapper, guys. I don't even know why I said that. He's an artist, okay? He's an artist. So, Ugg recorded this album, and the album is titled, For Niggas That Don't Read, Picture This. Now, you know, think what you want, but I am excited for you to hear the reason behind the title and for you to hear Ugly describe his art practice and how he finds inspiration, creativity, all that kind of stuff. So I'm very happy that you're here. Did I say that already? (laughs) I probably will say it a thousand times because I really cannot believe you're listening to me. Oh my God, how amazing. Anyway, let me just get into it. This is Mr. Ugly Boy Modeling on No CAF. Enjoy. sort of collaborated together but we mostly just support each other's works you were my mentor when i first got you guys see i didn't want to say that because i was really bad at it (laughs) you guys let me tell you really quick i was asked to be a mentor in this program that columbia was sort of trying to put together i said fine i met malari in it and i You know what, actually, I saw one of the other girls who I was supposed to be a mentor, and she just looked at me, and I knew exactly who she was. I don't know if she didn't know who I was, but, Mm. excuse me, I think because I was so bad, she didn't want to talk to me. I don't know. But it's the truth, guys. All right, so I was, I was, listen, let me just, let's let's just start over, okay? I want to introduce to you guys today's guest, Mr. Ugly Boy Modeling. So, Ugly, thank you so much for being here. No problem, Stephanie. (laughs) This is, you know what, guys? We are here. We're recording. We have some Ice House. We have Dewars. We have our water. We have our Carmex. We are ready to deliver a full-on interview today. (laughs) And I'm really excited about it. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for doing this. Hey, I'm glad to do this. You're the homie. I appreciate it. Listen, when you guys are getting started and stuff, it is so important to have creative friends. Like, especially with the premise of this podcast, like if I didn't know anybody except for like Walgreens cashiers, (laughs) (laughs) it just wouldn't work. And being able to have friends like Ugly and some of the other people you guys will hear, it just really makes it streamline so it's good to know people in the world that you're in you know but if you did do like a week of podcasts of different cashiers gee that that would would be be, i like that (laughs) you know what mcdonald's walgreens cvs and walmart but it gotta be like chicago walmart it can't be like let me go over here yeah, and it has to be a certain, like, a good Walmart. You can't, like, work at, like, the Gold Coast, like, well, Walmart Express, right? Yeah, like 109th. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need a little seasoning. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I like that idea, actually. And I don't want to knock cashiers. I mean, I was really good with the cash register. I had a cash register because I was so obsessed with them. My parents bought me a real one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was an oppressed uh, cash register person uh, when I was in high school. You know, they usually don't let black males, uh, but because I think it was because uh, I guess they said I was well-spoken or something like that. Okay. I was one of the few people who didn't work in, like, the grill area. Wow. And, you know, so I would be working with a lot of the ladies up there. Yeah. Because it's like usually they have the slow people do all the bathroom work because mm-hmm. they're the only ones that aren't going to really complain. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Is that messed up? But it ain't me, though. So I never yeah. met a manager. So. And, uh, yeah, man, I was I was the cashier. And it was like 
the grill dudes was like the hard dudes. Like they all had, they all served so like, like time or something. Second they, chance program. Yeah, they had face tattoos and stuff. And, you know, they weren't gonna be trusted as a cashier. Yeah, because unfortunately, corporate world does not present. They don't think that if you have face tattoos, if you appear hard, that you can sell. So that's why I don't think they're gonna want people with those attributes in the front of the store. Yeah, the world is so judgmental. It is. You know? And it's really unfortunate. Because I want to get a face tattoo. Well, the thing is, is that if you do get one and you do have to end up being a cashier somewhere, hmm. you run the risk of not getting the employment because of face tattoos. So, I don't know. I mean... Jesus had face tattoos. He did? Yes. What did he have? <laughs> Corinthians. <laughs> What's a Corinthian? Like, that's not, that was a group up. of people. It's not like a, nah, nah, an nah, animal. Nah, nah, nah. Okay. I mean, I think it was like the people of. Really? Are you sure? I'm not really sure. I don't really. You see? You're not even I, sure. Listen, by my quiet time with Bible reading and stuff like that is not the best, and I don't really comprehend the Bible as best as I wish I could. So I'm not always as... Well, if you don't know nothing, you know you'll fall for anything. <laughs> Come on and preach. <laughs> Listen, let me talk to you, okay? I was listening to your project, the Nina Simone Beat Tape, which... Right, right, right. right. Um, I was listening to it last night, and it was really fun to listen to. Now, I'm like, I didn't realize that you just did like an all beat only album, and mm -hmm. I didn't know that you, you basically, you produce, you make beats. True. This project, you guys, is all beats with Nina Simone, and are you singing? Because there were some tracks, and I'm like, is this ugly singing? Are you singing in there? No, or? no. All of that stuff is like remixed and um, uh, just produced over uh, Nina Simone. Or where I used a Nina Simone sample or something like that. But it's all, everything comes from Nina Simone, like a history of Nina Simone. When I made that tape, I was like so in love like with her music. I would listen to it every day. I was like in that... I don't know. I feel like it's just certain modes folks get into. Like, if you start, like, enjoying the Beatles, it's probably, like, a certain part in your life or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so Nina Simone took up a lot of my, like, uh, when I was younger. And, um, yeah, I was making beats, and I was like, yo, I'm going to do a whole tape with, like, just Nina Simone because that's all I listened to for. I liked it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I just didn't hear, I've never heard you just do all beats before. And I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, so yeah, the Nina Simone beat tape. It's a good time. I felt like it was a good sort of zen out time. Like I was preparing for an interview. I was doing some work. And I just had it on in the background and I liked it. Yeah, it's like cleanup music or, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to, it's something that, you know, because when you're rapping and you got like a whole bunch of lyrics and stuff over a track, you can't really... You can't really like study or you know you all you have to listen it's not a it's not a hard listen yeah it's a it's a chill it's not something i would have kind of a guy that worked in the back at a fast food restaurant over to cool down to well actually maybe i would it'd be something different i think you would enjoy it you're probably like what is this hey folks what is this folks he'd be like man you old bougie man <laughs> I'm out. I'm be like, listen. Well, <clears throat> okay. So, also in your music, your new mix, not your new mixtape, I'm sorry, your new album. Say your name of your album for niggas that read this. For niggas that don't read, picture this. Yeah, I knew it was a long title. Why such a long title? Yo, because I was thinking about that title for a long time, so I needed to. It was a lot of thought that went into it, so it needed to be just that long. Okay. How long did you think about it? <laughs> for, for, um, for a long time. For a long time. I think it took me like three years to do that project. 
Wow. Three years. Well, if it took you three years, why is it only being sold on there for a dollar? Because that's just the Bandcamp price, and I want people to go to my Bandcamp, ugly83.bandcamp.com, to go get the album. Everywhere else is selling it for like $10 and no less than that, or $9.99, so a cent, a penny less than that. But, like where? Uh, if you, you can get it. You can get it on iTunes. Uh, oh. you can, uh, you can buy it on Google play on Amazon, uh, wherever, wherever they sell digital albums at, you could, you could pick it up and they're probably going to sell it to you for 10 bucks or track by track a buck or 99 cents. But if you go to my band camp, you can get it for a dollar, one dollar. Why make it for a dollar? Um, Why not sell it competitively? Why is it because you want to offer um, scale-based pricing? Um, like, real talk, as far as music, man, I don't really see um, that there's a lot of money out there, first off. And um, a couple of projects before this, I had done stuff to make money. And it didn't. It didn't make money. Uh, so when I did this project, I did this project to solely like express a couple ideas under like the thought of for niggas that don't read. Picture this, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't do it this time like to really make any bread. So I was like, you know what? If I can with this idea, if I can get more listeners, if I can get more fans. If I can get more digital leverage or whatever, you know, with whatever projects branch off of these songs, um, that's going to be way better a buck per album than 10 bucks per album, you know. And then at the same time, uh, streams wise, I make my money. Yeah. Okay. So this is basically like it's on Spotify it's and on. awareness and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spotify. Yeah. So, I mean, I still get. You know, digital stream dollars, but okay. Well, thank you, thank you for making that available. If you're gonna support me, and you know, go to the band camp and get it for a buck. Let's pretend that this or is a buy five albums for five dollars. And then, how would you give them out? What do you mean? How would I give them out? If I buy five albums for five dollars, what I get five down five download links or what? No, just just buy, give you five dollars. Buy it five times. Buy five times for a dollar <laughs> on Bandcamp. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, if I can get 5,000 people, then that's 5,000. Yeah, that was my first thing. I was like, what? I know all this goodness ain't sold for no dollar. That must be a typo. Because in the future, I'm going to sell a track for like a crazy amount of money. Yeah. Like, I'll put like a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars up there. And maybe somebody will buy it. And they'd be like, well, how much you pay for that? Shh, I should have gotten them for a dollar. Yeah, man, this is exclusive. Yeah. I mean, it's exclusive already if you're paying a dollar. And you can go other places. Yeah, you're talking about what? That's a hookup. What? Don't yell at me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you thought of this title for... Three years, but where'd the title come from? No, no, no. no. I, well, I thought about it for a long time. The title, I thought, well, okay. So. Yeah, let us know about the title. The people want to know where the title came from. So I wanted to stretch out an idea that I could put in um, to work in like different different things other than like, yo, this is a rap album or this is just music and this is, this is it. So, uh, I wanted to put some ideas uh, as far as like videos, uh, little short films, um, and I lost my place and what we were actually saying. Why was we're talking? Where did you get the name? Okay, all right. So the name is first of all, anybody could be a nigga, right? What? Anybody could be like, as far as I mean, the title is for niggas that don't read. Picture this, all right? So, you know, 
when uh so as far as I understand um in my context in my household and how I grew up nigga is like it could be an ignorant person people could look at somebody and that word could mean oh that's an ignorant person mm-hmm. or it could be derogatory if you look at the history of the word and you know uh, negro is black and yeah. you know we could go yeah. through that whole thing but yeah. look like I just knew nigga as like oh an ignorant person so um, uh, there are so called ignorant people you know you have his friends you have aunties uncles uh, neighbors who you don't like um, people who you don't get along with, people who you cool with. Um, but there is a nation of folks that get a lot of their information, like from Google, a lot of their information from YouTube videos. Like a lot of people just don't read. Yeah. And that's one thing that I am is an avid reader. And I love to read. I love to get new information. I like to get information from YouTube too and watch interviews and all of that stuff. Um, but all of that is all of that is reading, but it's about understanding different ideas through signs, like signs and symbols. Am I taking you okay, somewhere? Okay, am I, okay, okay. am I going somewhere else? Yeah, like, no, I think you're telling me okay, what the right. title came from. So, so yeah, it's like yo, for niggas who for niggas who don't read, okay, picture this. And you know what I'm saying? A, a, a picture or letters are nothing but, like, really, like, hieroglyphics. They're mm-hmm. just new, modern hieroglyphics. Okay. So, like, it could be a painting. It could be a movie that we're reading. It could be an interlude. It could be a song. Um, but forever, for all y'all niggas that's not reading, y'all got to picture this. And these are the things that I'm trying to have you picture. Okay. Yeah. I like it. A teaching tool, if you will. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Edutainment. (laughs) I like that. Okay. Now, if I'm a white person interested Mm -hmm. in this album. There are a lot of white people interested in this album. I'm so sure. Shout out to the white people that are interested in Ugg's music and his creativity. How They like that shit, though. How can they say the album? I mean, they obviously can't say the N-word, right? Uh, So how can they... How can a white person... mm -hmm pronounce this album uh i do not mind look look what look, are you about to say look, right I'm, I'm about to I'm about to say it because they say it at the music festivals all the time i mean real talk primarily like yo just two years ago i went to bonnaroo right it was like me and my wife were like a sore thumb out there like because it's primarily like white people out there right and you got black acts in all kind of genres they had um, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire out there, you know, and I know they don't say nigga, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they had Martin Luther that year. They had uh, Childish Gambino. They had, um, oh my God, it was just so many just dope, dope acts. And it was a lot of black acts. They had Kendrick Lamar. And these are people who, in their songs, they say nigga. And. You heard, while you're in the middle of the crowd, everybody says nigga while the artist says nigga. So it's like, yo, if, and I don't, it's about the spirit that you come with or your intentions to me when you're saying, when you're saying that word. So it's like, yo, if I have a title out here and it says for niggas, blah, 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 you know, if you are saying the title, that's fine. And if, if it makes you feel good to just be white and get away with saying like some stuff like that, then okay, that's cool. You you got off. I made a lane for you to get off or whatever. But I didn't do it for that. Those were those weren't my intentions. That's just the name of it. So I don't have any problem with a white person that reads nigga out loud. So they can like, read the word aloud. Okay. I'm okay with that, 100%. So you don't think that... I was thinking, because I was like, this is an interesting question that I'm asking. I would think they just say, hey, has anybody heard Ugly Boy Modeling's picture this album? If they feel that tight about it, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So then, being free with the Mm N-word. I'm going to say N-word, maybe intermix it in case Mr. Graham is out there listening. 
the niggas in Paris. Niggas in Paris. Kanye West. He was letting that man say it. How do you feel about that? Because I think this is an interesting thing about who we allow to say the N word or not when it comes to music. The the podcast, The Read, I remember a listener letter was like, I like hip hop and I like going to the concerts. Can I? And they were immediately like, absolutely not. You know, I'm like, yeah, absolutely not. You see different. Oh, okay, so I want to tell you about an experience like... When I was over in the Czech Republic, uh, I got a time to I got some I got a chance yep. to spend some time in Prague. I thought you were gonna say you had a timeshare there. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish. So like we're at this club, and um, who's we? Uh, me. Uh, the, I, I had I had a friend. Uh, he was white. Uh, from St. John's, Indiana. My boy Ryan, and um, this uh. No, it was just me and me and Ryan, and they're playing nothing but '90s music, right? And this is this is like '06, '07. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing uh, hip hop, hooray! Oh, like they're playing hella naughty by nature and everything. So you know it's real free out there, and you know we're uh, doing what we do. We're inhaling and uh, in the club. And uh, when we were done, this other, this cat comes for me, and I guess he was Czech or whatever. And he's like, uh, he, t- he takes out a joint, because I guess he saw us, you know what I'm saying, doing what we do. And he's like, man, you know, smoke this with me. Smoke. He's like talking in this broken English, like, smoke with me. Smoke with me. He's like all close and everything. And, um, you know, I did. I wanted to, but... You know, I'm I'm still black and I'm in this foreign place and you know what I'm saying? I'm like, eh. I'm like, no, I'm cool, I'm cool, but I'm good, buddy. You know what I'm saying? I kinda put my hand on the shoulder, I'm good, I'm good. He's like, Come on, smoke with me. I love niggas. I love nigga music. I love nigga music. This is this check dude. They're like, and you're about to die. I'm like the way that it hit me, you know, I had to First of all, remember where I am. I'm the only black dude. I'm the only black American. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm over here. Like, forget my dude, my white dude, my white American buddy, Ryan. Like, if something kick off here and I get off on this check dude. And then it started hitting me really quickly. Like, yo, he's expressing love. Like, he likes hip-hop music. That's really what he's saying. But he can't articulate that because he already has, is speaking to me in broken English. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> why he trying to share something of his with me to enjoy? You get what I'm saying? Pause. Yeah. Uh, he's also trying to share his experience. And I'm sure all the music and the hip hop that he's listening to, 90s or not at the time, said nigga, 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 nigga. So that's nigga music to him. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't his intention to be like, you nigga. <clears throat> you know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that changed my whole perspective on saying the word, uh, other people saying the word, what they mean when they're saying the word, uh, and how comfortable or uncomfortable I'm going to allow myself to feel or how I'm, I'm going to feel affected by it. So I felt totally comfortable. That's just one of the experiences in my life that allowed me to feel totally comfortable with saying that aloud, um, greeting some of my homies in that way, or hearing a white person like read my album out and it said instead of saying the N word, they say nigga. It doesn't bother me. Okay. At all. Okay. Well, I think it's out there because I'm sure it comes up. You know. White folks, this is a thing of theirs. They want to say the M word. They want to know when they can say it. They, how they they're can all say saying it. it though. They're all saying it. Well, they yes, of course they're probably all when saying it. They're alone in their car and they're listening and they're saying their favorite song. You're saying it, and it's 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 okay. But just don't don't let me don't let me catch you here. I hear you say it in the wrong situation because you know probably even if I don't have a problem with, it, I'm gonna be like, hey man, I got a problem with that. Yeah, knuck if you buck, right? Yeah, knock if you buck. I heard that. That's the yeah, that's that old talk. You got to get into this new lingo. You know what I'm saying? What? Be like, yo, you a op? 
You are like, up. And what am I saying when I say that? You're not. Opportunist? You're, no, you're the opposition. Okay. I think Nuck, if you're Buck, don't is say that. way harder. Don't, but yeah. But I think it comes way harder. Stuff was way harder back, back in the day, but we can't. You got to get along with the times, man. I don't think so. You I can't think, be out here with like shoulder pads on and stuff in your suit jackets. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me tell you, if I show up with shoulder pads, you know what time it is, though. You know I'm a woman of power, and I'm here, <laughs> and I'm not here with the games. All right? Shoulder it's pads. just the symbol. Nuck if you buck. Yo, I'm going to say that on my next project. Like, yo, shout out to the women with shoulder pads. <laughs> Y'all are In the great. Boardroom. Y'all are a symbol of power. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's important. Shoulder pads. Shoulder pads are important. Saying nuck if you buck's important. It doesn't matter. I don't need to roll the time. You could be an individual. Nuck if you buck. It's a simple question. Mm. Yo, are you op? No, because then we have to f- figure out opposition to what what are you opposition to what are your causes what if are your i'm calling causes? you up then it's like yo then yo we we got a problem you know what i think we have a problem if you're an opportunist as well so if you're an op i'm questioning if you're also an opportunist we're all opportunists though i mean some are more than others i mean i think we're all seeking opportunity yes but some are just out for you know for opportunity evil. yeah <laughs> but bad opportunity i mean <laughs> I mean, everybody out here for opportunity, but some people are out here for opportunity. (laughs) Exactly right. Hey, sorry to interrupt the conversation. I hope you're having a good time listening to Ugg and I chop it up. But I wanted to let you know, this whole project of mine, this Nosy AF podcast, is being sponsored by one of my other projects, Graham Cracker Pin Company, which are enamel pins and if i may humbly say i think they're pretty fly (laughs) humbly i'm saying humbly and i would very much appreciate it if you went and checked them out and if you like them get one buy one for your girl buy one for your guy buy one for your mom your dad buy just just check it out all right that's all i wanted and also you hear nina in the background yeah that's from ugly's nina simone mixtape which is il nana okay it's the bomb anywho i'm not gonna take y'all too much time because i personally don't like commercials myself but we gotta do we gotta do (laughs) y'all so anyway let's get back into this conversation all right thanks for your time and oh grahamcrackerpin.co all right let's go i have a question about these drums. That's a song <laughs> on the album. That's funny. Um, who is that song about? And there's a, you say in there, nacho ass. That's vulgar and disgusting. <laughs> I was picturing liquid cheese on someone's bottom. That was nasty. I didn't like that. Yeah, and shit s- is always nasty. But then if you heat it up, <laughs> it's going to be nasty. And if it's a golden yellow? <laughs> Like movie theater nachos? Yes. I would hate to be in that position. That would be awful. I couldn't imagine. It would. It would. That song is crazy. It's not about one thing at all. It's it's just like a... It's my version of Kanye's... uh, What is that? Stream of consciousness? That he talks about when he's just like talking... Okay. It's just like a crazy rhyme. The beat sounds crazy, and I was like, yo, I'm going to match these rhymes with, like, something wild. And then I asked Chris Crack. I was like, yo, man, you think you could just do the ad-libs on here for me? I love Chris Crack's ad-libs. Who? Chris Crack. Who's Chris Crack? Chris Crack. Okay, wait. Hold up. Disclaimer. I know Chris Crack, guys. But you guys might not know Chris Crack. So, True. Uh, tell us who is True. Chris Crack. Chris Crack is one of the... Dopest, one of the illest, one of the most phenomenal uh, Chicago artists right now that we have. Uh, right now, a lot of people know him as far as being underground. Um, a lot of people might know him as uh, Chris Spencer because uh, he does work with Vic Spencer and they have a group called Chris Spencer. And uh, those guys have been making waves. If you want to read about them or anything, you can catch them in like. Pitchfork, Complex, 
Yeah, man. Oh wow. I, I guess I'm 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 riding these guys nuts right now, but it's it's they're worthy of it, man. They're they're great Chicago artists, Vic Spencer, Chris Crack, and Chris Crack got on the ad libs, and uh, he is uh, man, he's he's dope. He's dope. He's like hippie gangster. I like him. He wears the bandana around the forehead. I mean, when you Sometimes. wear your bandana around your forehead, it's letting people know. It's sort of like the shoulder pads. It's letting people know like what time it is. This is who I am. You better get in line, guys. Have you seen the full length fur though? Um, I think I've seen photos. Yeah, I've seen photos. I haven't the... seen in per- I haven't seen him in person with the fur, but I have seen photos. Yeah. I just want people to know, man, I'm, I'm sitting here in Stephanie Graham Studios. She just let me have like two squares of this chocolate. I noticed it is like $50 a bar. <laughs> Come on, man. What is that chocolate? Yo, it's like. Yo, this elegant. It got some white dude in a Chef Boyardee hat. Come on with Sniffing it. the bar. Come on with it. We don't... Like, this ain't some stuff that they just sell you on the train for a dollar with the little Subway coupon on the back. Nah, man, it's real stuff. Yo, let me tell you something about those. Bob bars, Vila though. made this bar. Let me tell you something about the the the. Those are the world's finest chocolates. The sub, not the chocolate that you're eating, <laughs> but the chocolate that like the Boy Scouts sell, that the little boys sell at the red line. Those are not the, the world's finest. No, they're just says, called that. But they're so good. Yeah, but they're just called that. It doesn't. They, but it's the truth. That's like UPS, United Park. <laughs> what is Listen, that? What is that? United, United Parcel Service. United Parcel Service. Yeah, like. Listen, what that makes no sense. The chocolate bars <laughs> that these little boys have is so bomb. The almond. Yo, is she my trying thing. to she trying to get away from the point that she got a hundred dollar candy bar right it's here. It's not true. It's a lint chocolate, and it's a good chocolate to have. It's like eighty five cocoa. Fam, only people on the Gold Coast and drug dealers eat this kind of candy. Yo. Y'all she need just pulled it out. She pulled it out of her cupboard, <laughs> not on, the cabinet. <laughs> she pulled it out of the cupboard. Yo, is that what that's called? A cupboard? Y'all yeah, gonna cover your face, G. Doomed. I mean, just the debt, right? Like you have a song about Sally Mae, just the debt on debt, mortgages, Sally Mae. Like, how are we supposed to recover from this? Um, you know what? Okay, so I have an answer, but it's not realistic. Okay, wait, let me pop my ice house. Shout out to Kenton, because you know what? Thank you. Yo, shout out to Kenton. Because, <laughs> yo, Ugly went to high school with Kenton. <laughs> the world is small, man, but the world is big, too. Mm-hmm. But it's the world. All right, so Kenton is a lovely young man that has provided tonight's spirits yeah. of Ice House and Dewar's. I feel like I want to drink champs, but you're not a, you're not Noriega though. I am, I am why? <laughs> <laughs> I am Noriega why? <laughs> okay, so Sally Mae and mortgages. How do we come oh, out on top? Um. Yo, so I honestly, man, I really just think like that's part of the spell, right? Because the, the more that you acquire, like, in this world, mm-hmm. um, like, an education that usually comes with, like, 85% of those people have loans that they have to pay back. Um, you're going to have to work, right? Mm-hmm. And then so it's so funny because even when you make some more, you get that better job. You just end up going to a place where you have to pay more, right? Because yeah. you don't want to be where you were so it's like this cycle Ping where pong. you know you just acquire more and you have more responsibilities so you're you're more involved in just that part of life mm-hmm. you know acquire pay for more i got more to take care of so now that's what it is and that's what like i just you would have to like be off the grid or something like that if you you would have to stop caring about this kind of stuff but life doesn't even afford you that kind of time to think about the things that you're like, like you're asking me, like, do you think we're doomed? Like, yeah, but I need my check uh, in the next two weeks. So, yeah, <clears throat> well, and that's what I think is interesting. Cause like with you, like you're like, 
a father. Shout out to my little friend Tribe. Shout out to Tribe. Okay, that's Ugg's son. <laughs> You're a husband. Shout out to Billy. Shout out to Bills. Okay. And um, you have a house and like, you know, education, all this kind of stuff. And then you have your music and you're making films and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, where do you place your priorities? How do you place your priorities? So amongst all the fun, you know, we still have to be responsible adults, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you figure it all out? Uh... By kind of being, like, irresponsible and responsible all at the same time. Uh, Can you put that into practicality <laughs> for the people? You know, I've never been much of a planner. I okay. like to live my life, like, day-to-day-to-day-to-day. Uh, to day to day to day. Um, so... Because if I don't do it that way, then I'll, I'll, I'll probably feel a little bit more overwhelmed. Um, <clears throat> I have friends that have told me, like, just in passing, like, man, yo, you following your passion, man. I don't even know how you do it. Yo, you work, like, seven days a week. And, like, man, you still put out projects. And, you know, you still find the time to produce and make time for this. And you got that video done. And you, like, if I actually thought about it, I'd probably just get overwhelmed and be like, start thinking about all the impossible in every situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Yeah. I just do it. You know, you just do it. You just have an idea, and you be like, yo, I kind of have an idea to do this. So you you just got to do it. Because if you just sit there and you keep thinking about it, then it'll be like, uh How do you fund it? Funding? How does it all get paid for? Uh, You just got to. Every year I meet somebody new, right? Every every year I meet somebody uh, uh, somebody new, and when you meet somebody new, you know I know people don't like to. There are so many bad connotations on the word "use," mm-hmm. um, but that's what people do. So every person that you meet, um, depending on what kind of relationship you all cultivate, um, it's about uh, how you can be used as a tool in this person's life. And how that person can be used as a tool for you. Um, some people have, I've received, like, all kind of emotional backing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I wasn't feeling uh, up to par, like, man, I was just really feeling down. Um, so I've used p- people as an emotional tool. Um, some people have come into my life and are like, yo, I know it's not money out here for artists, man. And I don't have all the money in the world. But, man, I will, like, yo, let me try to get you with this artist and, like, so you all could collab on a project and they'll pay, pay on me some, some bread so I could get a project done. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's come from just, I'm just working. Yeah. You know, you got to fund yourself. Yeah. You That's know? what I do. You got a job. So that's that's the first part of funding that it comes from. And um and then like, you know, like, yo, I'm I'm blessed to have a wife, so uh it's some things are easier. Like me, like like just just the something as simple as splitting the mortgage mm-hmm. is gonna be easier. Yeah. Than just doing that by yourself. I need a wife. So you might you might, or a baby mama or something. Or turtle. Ooh. Where you at? Oh. <laughs> oh. Fully ain't single, Oh, my though. gosh. I hope turtle, like, turtle's, like, wife is going to call and be like, oh, yeah, first of all, what I don't appreciate. Yeah, I don't think turtle's married, though. It doesn't matter. A partner, whomever. A partner. Whomever. A life partner. Oh, my gosh. Yo, man, some people, like, some of these art things, they be like, yeah, my partner, my partner. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know. Yeah, at first, you know, I guess it's it's, it's not cool it's like to assume. Thing. Yeah, but it'd be like, yo, oh, oh, if you have a if you have a partner, then you you're gay. But that's not true, though. It's not true. People say people just call like right their significant other a partner. Yeah, I wonder when black women are really gonna start getting comfortable with that, Stephanie. Like because okay. you know every a lot of a lot of you all like want to get married and all this stuff, but it's like, yo, why don't you just be cool with just like a partner? 
You know? Man, it's the People can't hit you with the like, yo, yo, let's just be life partners, ma. Ooh. I be like. Hit you with the life partner and the, and the no. promise ring? Oh, no, I'm not But you're not to get married, though. No. No? I'm not doing that. Good I'm not why? doing no partner. But you would feel like a fool or something? No, just it's just not my thing. You no. know what I mean? No, I'm not doing it. That's crazy. We could be partners until you put that ring on it. That's why I said the promise ring. Not a promise ring. I mean, this is not a cotillion. <laughs> life is I mean, one big is, cotillion. <laughs> it's life one big cotillion. This is not a cotillion. You know what I mean? I'm not getting like a promise ring like... <laughs> Isn't it like, no, that's like, we do not have on our varsity jackets. This is not like me and my dad at like the uh, Holy Communion, like giving off promise rings. Like, no, we're not doing it. How do you weave humor into your music and into your life? Humor is a very hard thing to do. Does it come easily to you? Uh, Okay, so I don't. I think it has just later on in my life uh, because I'm sarcastic mm-hmm. and um, I guess because I got treated so much as a uh, youth, uh-huh. uh, it made me build up a wall of like, okay, well, if these cats is going to roast me, then I'm going to roast them back or I'm going to be better at this or <clears throat> and um my uncle, one of my uncles was telling me one day, I might be throwing this, this might be going a little sideways, but okay. it's like, um, you want to, I had done something or whatever. I was lying. He was like, you know, you want to be a little liar. <laughs> I'll tell you how to be a good liar. You got to be, you got to practice your lying by being sarcastic. And if people know that you're being sarcastic, you're not being a good liar. <laughs> and I got it. Like, as confusing as that sounds, like, I got it. And it's made me be like, I always like shows like Seinfeld. I always liked, uh, uh, who's the little bitch on, uh, I mean... The little woman on uh, MT Daria. Oh yeah. Like uh, yeah, man. I've always liked stuff like that. So it's just like dry humor. And yeah. Stuff like that. So it's very it just funny. Be- just became a part of me, and I try to weave it in. It's it's just part of my rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. And a part of your life. True. I mean, I know you personally. I know how silly you act. Yes. It's fun. It's fun. I appreciate life it. Life is so serious, man. And the more adulting that you have to do, man, people just, yo, I was just thinking a couple of days ago how I used to play with my action figures, man, when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And you just have this, like, huge imagination. Mm-hmm. And then one day, right, it would be crazy of me, like, to go to the store all of a sudden and go grab me some X-Men that I grew up and loved and like and start playing with them again why because i'm an adult and like we lose these things like from our childhood you know and we take them into careers like film or now i'm an artist and you know but you shouldn't lose those things and part of that is just being silly man how much content do you listen to to find your interludes like they're so specific all of your music all of your films, they just have like these references where I'm just like, where did he get this from? Or like, where did he find this? Or, oh my God, I remember this movie. Like there's very specific scenes and it's like, obviously you must be watching. You must consume so much. You must watch so many movies. Yeah. How? Well, you know, we went to college together. It wasn't just regular college. It was art school. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. We all majored in film, so um, you know we we took history of film. We weren't in the same class, but I know you took history of film, right? Yeah, unfortunately, I was talking about history of film today. Right, so I've consumed enough film 
like even before film school, it was like I loved movies. You know what I'm saying? I fell in love with like the kid from the Wonder Years. Pause. Like you know, uh, you put yourself in so many of these other characters' lives. If you like stuff like that, if you like the art of storytelling and yeah. falling in love with <laughs> fictional characters and feeling emotions for people who aren't even real and yeah. allowing you know somebody's work. You know, and creating the universe and how people like become have like these cult followings for their films and ideas and albums and whatever it is. I just think it's amazing. Um, and uh, I was one of those kids, and I still feel like I'm, I'm one of those adults. I, I will forever um, consume any and everything that's like art, artistic and creative. It's impressive. It's fun. I like it. Wait, I got to get my battery. Hold on. Wait. All right, cool. So how does story, this is a question I'm just going to read my notes here. And then if I need to reframe it, I will. How does storytelling play a part of your music? Like, it sounds like you might be dating or single but that's not your current situation so like where do these stories and these songs come from are they just like from your past or is it make-believe from like films that you watch and like you know where does it come from because uh, it's just a complete like in this last album like you're just on like a little a little adventure of fun <laughs> 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 a little all, adventure of fun. You're all over the place. I mean, um, unicorn, p word. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, man. Some uh, some of that stuff is like from my personal past. Um, some of that is, you know, I, I can say it's like an alter ego. Uh, some of that is just braggadocious rap talk, shit that ain't never happened. It never happened to anybody close to me. It's just <laughs> some shit I pulled from the sky. Um, because what a lot of people don't understand, especially in the context of hip-hop, like right now with everything that's going on in Chicago, like drill rap and, you know, Muggs should be like so gangster, like so hard and so shoot them up. Um, like, you're not doing all of that stuff. And sometimes it's cool. To be like, you know what, fam? I'm an artist right now. And right now, I want to paint a big house with this guy who I'm portraying as ugly boy modeling with about four girls out here with about seven and a half titties. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like whatever whatever and we finna go on a hot air balloon and like get it on while we flying over dubai like yo that's cool these are my characters this is this is this is my book you know what i'm saying this is the perspective from this character that i've made up and i want you to enjoy this ride because if it's going to resonate with you it's yeah. because it's coming from a place of like no, you don't want to. You don't know what it's like to be in a hot air balloon, but you know what it's like to do something for the first time in your life that you've never experienced and enjoy yourself. And sometimes that's where I'm coming from. Um, but on that dot 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 song, I was coming from a vibe. That's that like that song wasn't um, necessarily like true, but it was a true feeling. And it was coming from like a time when um, I was on and off single and uh, I had to, I wasn't driving. Uh -huh. So I had to ride public transportation to get to where I was going. Yeah. And I have friends that are still in that situation. Like, yo, you meet a girl or you finna go out or something like that. And you got to meet somebody on public transportation and it might be a late night. So you already know what you finna get into. And for some people, music will get them from the red line stop right on 95th to the blue line stop on Belmont so they could go 
get romantic with somebody, you know, and they put those headphones on, and it's a vibe, man. It's everything that you're seeing on the train so you can get to this destination, and it's that's that's where that a lot of that music comes from from that time like not having nothing to like bring to the table but you're still like trying to get something yeah some guys will probably understand a lot of guys that have heard those songs it it resonates with them yeah yeah i like that too because i like that that even what you just said i feel like i could apply that to a lot of people's music even if I feel like it might be too violent or something, I could be like, you know what? This is just a story they're telling. And I can sort of like be resolve whatever's going on in my mind with just being like, this is just make believe. Let's just enjoy the storytelling of it yeah. and just keep it going. You know, not everything has to be a freaking conference and panel discussion over. Nobody's doing on. that over Quentin Tarantino's films. Yeah. Nobody's doing that over, like, you know, Steven Spielberg. Like, nobody's doing that over any of these guys that are creating, producing, um, writing, directing any of these stories that are violent. You know what I'm saying? They have, you know, when you're dealing with issues like, you know, love, betrayal, um, all these things, you know, they they deal with the, the flaws of society. And... Just because you have characters that you've written out um, with your using your own creativity, it doesn't make you those people. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's really good. I yeah. think that's very enlightening. And I really hope everybody thinks about that. No, I think it's very powerful. Because it does, you know what it does? It blocks a judgment from people. Yeah. I mean, I know what you said about your music, but I'm going to apply what you just said to all music. True. You know, because you don't know who, you don't, it's basically like, you don't know me. You don't know where I came from. You just know a piece. These are pieces. Yeah. Do you know pieces? I'm talking hella, hella history. I'm talking lots and lots of agua, baby. Our relationship goes wrong. Yo, I could talk to Ugg forever. What'd you think of that? Did you enjoy that? Let me know. This is the Nosy AF Podcast. You can hit me up, Stephanie, all on social media. I'm on Instagram at Stephanie Graham. My website where you can see my art is MissGram.com. Definitely check out Graham Cracker Pins, which is GrahamCrackerPin.co. And definitely check out Ugly's Music, which is Ugly83.Bandcamp.com. And he's on Instagram, too, at Ugly83. And all of this stuff is in the show notes at nosyaf.com. So please, if you want to hear more episodes, subscribe, tell a friend, all that good podcast stuff that you know I would appreciate. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time, all right? If I don't see you around on the internet, we'll meet here same time next week. Thanks so much for listening. Peace. Social at the social.